Hey, welcome to another edition of Rooftop Rally Point. Glad you're here. I got a question for you. Have you ever thought about the best leader you ever had? Have you ever thought about the leader who you would run through walls for, who you would climb up the proverbial ladder onto the rooftop and stand shoulder to shoulder with? Now, for me, it's a very easy selection. It's Ed Phillips. Ed Phillips was my group commander in 7th Special Forces group back in the, uh, the mid-90s. He was the finest officer, finest leader uh, next to my dad that I ever worked with. The interesting thing is I've queried Green Berets throughout the years, even just recently, lifetimers who were in special forces who were in that group, and I've asked them, you know, in all the commanders that you've had, like, who was your favorite? And almost all of them, if they served under Ed Phillips, would say, Colonel Phillips. And it's interesting because this guy was like a big, tall, lanky, uh, unassuming kind of officer. If you saw him, you would not think that this was the quintessential Green Beret commander that hardened NCOs years later would say was their best officer. And granted, here's the thing. This guy never took the group to war like so many other group commanders did post 9-11. Yet he's still revered by so many hardcore, solid special forces officers and sergeants. Why is that? I mean, these guys, including myself, would run through walls for Ed Phillips. We, would, we just didn't want to let him down. He never raised his voice. He never yelled at anybody. He never threw anything across the room. Again, he didn't even take the group to war. He uh, is featured in Tom Clancy's, one of his war fighting books. Um, and what made Colonel Phillips such a powerful leader, I believe, was his use of reciprocity. You know, in the last few weeks, we've been talking about, uh, as it rains on my damn head, Wes, uh, we've been talking about Lorenzian skills, right? Those same kind of old school, timeless skills that T.E. Lawrence used in, you know, in, in mobilizing the Badu tribe during World War I to come together and take action. Those same skill sets Green Berets use in trust depleted areas, and they are essential, vital, the cornerstones of rooftop leadership. This is how you make human connections and you move people to take action. So, you know, we're talking about Lorenzian skills, the Lorenzian approach, the interpersonal skill set, building rapport, and understanding reciprocity is essential for leaders today. I don't care if you're the president of a commercial bank, I don't care if you're the founder of a nonprofit, or if you work in sales, right? Your understanding of reciprocity is essential. And the reason is because Humans are meaning-seeking creatures. We are emotional creatures, and we are certainly social creatures. You can dress us up any way you want. You can put us in any society you want. You can add all the transactional stuff you want. That's all tip-of-the-iceberg stuff. 80 to 90% of who we are is below the waterline of that iceberg, and we are social creatures at our core. We are the most social mammals on the planet. We sit on top of the food chain, not because we have fur, fangs, or claws, but because of our innate ability to form groups, teams, and overcome what Mother Nature throws at us, overcome other in-groups, and acquire and maintain resources. It's how we've survived and thrived for millennia. Now, as a leader, if you don't know that and you're ignoring that, Wes, you're leaving value on the table. You're leaving value on the table. You're fooling yourself if you think that you can mobilize people to take action through, you know, transactional leadership or coercion, right? Especially in a trust-depleted arena 
all you're doing is creating social insurgents who will dig in and tube your goals at every turn, right? If you want to influence people, if you want to move people to take action of their own volition, of their own free will, understanding reciprocity is key. And it starts with this notion that we're all social creatures. You see, we're all looking to make connections so that we can survive and thrive in this world, right? And, and, and we do this at a semi-conscious level. Reciprocity is one of the main bio- biological functions that occurs to let that happen, right? So if Wes and I meet each other for the first time at an event, we're hanging out, we connect on kind of that visceral level, he believes what I believe, whatever, I feel a sense of reciprocity to him, right? When I was a young uh, company commander in special forces, you know, some of the guys came over to my house who were in my unit and helped build a treehouse for my kids. Just the other day, I was talking to one of those guys and I would run through walls for him for the fact that they did something as simple as that. When someone does for us, when someone goes out of their way to meet our goals, when someone puts our needs before theirs, when someone serves something bigger than themselves, when someone gives all of themselves on the stage in in, in the generosity of their own scars to serve the listener, when Romy Camargo gets in front of people as a quadriplegic Green Beret and leads an effort to start a rehab center, we feel a sense of reciprocity. Hell, if Wes's wife Becca gets me a crappy food, uh, fruit cake for Christmas, I feel a, 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 a driving urge to get something for them. Might be a crappy food cake or maybe a snake light from Home Depot, but I'm gonna feel that urge for reciprocity. It is a powerful, semi-conscious biological driver within all of us. And as leaders, we need to understand that reciprocity is not only possible, but it's a goal for leadership. We wanna make the room safe. We want to establish a sense of connection so that the people around us feel a sense of reciprocity. Now, it must be authentic. It can't be transactional. It can't be agenda-based. You can't go after reciprocity, right, from an angle that you're trying to get reciprocity. So I do this for you where it's tit for tat. You have to surrender to the notion that doing what Stuart Diamond suggests in his book, Getting More, meet the other party's goals first, then meet yours. That will elicit a natural sense of reciprocity. And if you continue to do that as a matter of course, you will make yourself relevant to the room and people will want to do things for you because they see you as relatable, because they see you as relevant to their goals, to their pain points in their life, do you understand? And this is what leaders have instinctively been doing for tens of thousands of years. So I'm talking about moving the needle from instinct to skill. Rooftop leaders understand the power of reciprocity in the Lorenzian dynamic. They understand that I must create conditions where reciprocity occurs. And it's not a one and done. It's a consistent method of leading. It is a lifetime journey. And if I do that, and I've seen it so many times, not just with Big Ed, but in my own life. I've learned how to build reciprocity with people and the way it shows up is so powerful because people don't want to fail you. They want to do for you because you go out of your, their way, out of your way to do for them, right? It will elicit powerful actions, ultimately even loyalty. Now imagine that with your customers, with your clients, with your associates and employees, even your children, right? As my kid Cooper gets ready to go off to school, I'm seeing the level of reciprocity that we have with each other. 
you know, the, the fact that we show up and fight for each other so much. I mean, just recently he worked with Wes and he did a birthday video for both Monty and me that took six months to put together, getting people from all over the world from our past to send us video messages and then having Wes edit it. He's 18. That's reciprocity. You pour yourself into the other party, you meet their goals because it's the right thing to do. You serve a purpose bigger than you because it's the right thing to do. You go up on the rooftop by yourself and you stand your ground and others will follow out of reciprocity. It's just how it works. And the people who understand that, they're gonna have the competitive edge in the 21st century. I want you to try this. Find one person in your life, your kid, your spouse, someone at work, and I want you to make a genuine effort to find out something that they have as a goal, something they value. It can be something small. And I want you to really ask thoughtful, open-ended questions that allow you to get at that. And then I want you to validate that that is indeed their goal. And then I want you to look for a way to help them meet it for no other reason than to help them meet their goal because they are relevant to your life. And if they go, well, what's in it for you? What are you doing? Because you're relevant to me. And I want to help you meet your goal. And then I want you to notice what happens as you do that. Give your spouse a neck rub. Try it a couple times. Reciprocity is a powerful thing. We have to learn to understand it for what it is. We can't be transactional about it, but we move that needle from instinct to skill and we get cognizant awareness of what reciprocity offers and the Lorenzian skills start to take on a whole new power. If you like what we're doing here, if you like this kind of leadership, if you're tired of the transactional crap, you should seriously consider uh, coming to our Rooftop Leadership Live event. Uh, it's October 4th through the 6th right here in Tampa, Florida. You can go to the website, rooftopleadership.com. Uh, I think it's events or training that you can click, go right to it. Um, and we'll also put the link down below here and be part of this thing, be part of this experience where we go deep on reciprocity, Lorenzian connections, particularly around story and narrative competence. It can change how you show up at work, how you do your sales, how you present from the stage, how you pitch to your boss, how you talk about vision to your people, right? If you're running a nonprofit, if you're a mid-level manager, if you're a CEO of a you know, Fortune 100 company, Rooftop Leadership Live is something you should check out, all right? Thanks for what you do, and I'll see you on the rooftop.